Hello and welcome to Indie Sports Now with Zach Shankerman, Mason Roach, and Ian Kennedy. Today we're going to discuss the latest with IU, Purdue, the Colts, and the Pacers. Thanks and welcome to the show. another episode of Indie Sports Now. I'm your host, Zach Shankerman, and today we're going to be doing a mock draft since it is Monday and the draft is on Thursday, so we're going to do an edition of Mock Draft Monday today. Ian and Mason were not able to join me today because they had time conflicts, but they will be joining me on the next episode, or actually they'll be doing their own episode, and they'll be discussing you know, my mock draft and what they think the Colts should do in the draft, so Keep an eye out for that episode, but without, uh, without further ado, let's get into my mock draft. So I use Pro Football Network for my mock draft. Highly recommend using them as a mock draft simulator. But with that being said, with pick 42 in the second round, I selected Bernard Raymond, the left tackle from Central Michigan. And he's a guy that I really thought the Colts should look to trade up for in uh in the second round, even the first round. So I looked to trade up for him and there just wasn't a deal that made sense. So I stuck at 42 and kind of hoped that he would be there or that my guy that ended up picking up in the third round would be there. So got the franchise left tackle and Bernard Raymond. He's a great athlete, 6'6", 304, uh, has great explosion, good speed and great agility for a guy his size. So very athletic left tackle, used to be a tight end. It's a little older, but in the grand scheme of things, you're asking for a good left tackle to be the franchise left tackle going forward because after Anthony Costanzo's retirement, Colts haven't really had anybody. And Matt Pryor is only under contract for one more year. So stabilize the left side, give Matt Ryan someone to protect his blind side. I think that makes a lot of sense with the first pick. And then the second pick, in the third round, I used the 73rd pick on wide receiver Alec Pierce of Cincinnati. Now, originally when I got to this pick, I was planning on trading back if there wasn't a player I liked, but I really liked Alec Pierce and looked, I actively looked to trade up and I had tons of trade offers to trade back, but it ultimately didn't make sense again to trade up just didn't make sense at all. Uh, I think the Colts are going to use way more than seven. I think they're going to use more than seven draft picks in the draft. And this pick, I had to pick Alec Pierce because he's a guy I have a second round grade on. Really good athlete. I mean, when you look at the kind of athlete he is, you know, he's 6'3", 211 pounds, 40-inch vertical, great broad jump, great speed. Not the best agility, but Overall, just a really good athlete. Another senior bowl guy. Forgot to mention that about Bernard Raymond. So two senior bowl guys. Uh, good character for both. And I think Alec Pierce is a guy who reminds me a lot of Michael Pittman Jr., to be honest, in a way his play style is. But I think he can be a guy that complements Michael Pittman Jr., actually, uh, even though they are very similar players. So, yeah, that was kind of my second pick in the third round. And then in the fourth round, 
since I've kind of mentioned, I don't think seven draft picks is enough in this draft, especially with the depth, considering how many players are in this year's draft due to COVID. So in the fourth round, I traded picks 120, pick 122, and a future fourth round pick to Buffalo for pick 130, pick 141. Now, using the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart from Draft Tech, um, this was a plus 1.3 for Indianapolis. So this trade was a win for the Colts. And it gives them another fourth round pick this year. So I wanted to get I want to get as many players in the middle of this draft. And I think Chris Bob is going to be the same way, especially considering the fact that the Colts are going to have a first round pick, likely two seconds if Carson Wentz hits a snap count and a third. So there's going to be opportunities to move up and down the board next year if they want to. So I think they can easily recruit before next year. So trading a future pick wasn't really that costly. It, it allowed us to get another pick in this draft. And that being said, with pick 130, I selected cornerback Alante Taylor from Tennessee, and he scored a 9.85 out of 10 on the relative athletic score. His great size. Good explosiveness, great speed, ran a 4-3, 640-yard dash. He's really good in zone, really instinctive corner who um, would be a great addition to this team, especially considering there's only three corners under contract after the season. So just gives you the ability to add more depth to the cornerback room and give a guy, give the Colts a guy that can develop into a starter long-term. So Really wanted to do that in this draft because I know that's something the Colts need to do and accomplish. So I accomplished that. So and then with pick 141, this pick's going to be a little surprising. And if I don't know if I mentioned a lot to Taylor, he's a senior bowl guy. So three senior bowl guys already. Um, fourth pick I made was uh, pick 141 in the fourth round. And I selected Dominique Robinson edge rusher from Miami of Ohio. So another senior bull guy who really stood out on the first day from what I've read and from talking to people. And again, this is a guy with okay size. I mean, he's good height, not the best weight. Um, he probably could stand to put on a few pounds or maybe not depending if he, depending on the role he plays. So um, really explosive athlete. I mean, we're talking about elite explosiveness from this guy, from Dominic Robinson. That's the kind of player you're getting great speed great agility. This is just a really raw player. I mean, he was a former wide receiver. So it was only his like second year um, playing off the edge. So in terms of the type of player, the, he's very young in his position. So there's a lot of upside and he could definitely develop into a guy that who knows, you never know. Right. So um, for him, I think you have to put him at the Leo spot because he is going to be a guy from what I've understand is not a great run defender, but is a good pass rusher. So Kumoko Ture uh, going to San Francisco and Ben Banigu not having not pan out yet. I think that give him some competition as well as give Colts a great option to uh, have a backup Leo who can really develop into something. If for whatever reason, uh, Yannick Ngakwe isn't brought back next year or if uh, Cody, maybe who, who knows, maybe he becomes a better player than one of Cody Pay or Dio Dang, but you just never know at this draft. And I, I kind of think that 
drafting edge rushers is let me look at their amps, right? You have to have waves of pass rushers. So having more depth, adding more pass rush is never a bad idea for draft. And I think this guy, Dominique Robinson, is really a good fit in that turn from that standpoint. So yeah, just like the fourth round, uh, I started the fifth round off with a trade and I traded pick 159 and 179 and a future seventh to Dallas for pick 155 and 178. So again, seventh round pick is really marginal. I mean, you can pick up a conditional seventh next year. It's just that you're looking for undrafted bridge at that point. So trading the future seventh really didn't cost me much. And I moved up in the fifth round and was able to get a player I really wanted with the first pick in the fifth round. And then a guy I was targeting at 179 because you only move up one spot, right? So, um, and that is what I did with the first pick in this fifth round. I took tight end Chigazim Okonkwo from Maryland. Now, this is a guy that the Colts have done extensive research on. And when I say extensive research, I mean extensive research. He has elite speed. Um, it's one of the best tight ends in the draft. And I think he's the best at getting yards after the catch. Uh, kind of similar to Kyle Branson in terms of a receiver. He's kind of a – they're kind of similar receiver types. But um, to me, I think he rejects as a better – maybe a little bit of a better blocker. And I think – in terms of player comps, his ceiling is Johnny Smith, you know, the guy who played for the Tennessee Titans. That's a familiar name for Colts fans. Just a really good athlete, underrated. Has a lot of the traits that Ballard likes. And they said scout Todd Vasfari to the pro day. And they had Marcus Brady and Clayton Adams, you know, the offense coordinator and tight ends coach for the Colts, work with him closely. So at the Shrine Bowl. So they they know him. They've studied him extensively. And he fits in terms of the traits. And he adds to the tight end room that desperately needs a third tight end after Jack Doyle's retirement. So just gives Matt Ryan another weapon to throw to. And with that in mind, I also at one pick 178 in the draft in the fifth round, I took wide receiver from Southern Methodist University, Danny Gray. And can this guy take the top off of defense? This guy can really take the top off of defense. This is, I believe, the fifth um, senior bowl guy I've taken. If you know Chris Ballard, you know he likes to take guys from the senior bowl. And his top speed, Danny Gray's top speed was like 22 miles per hour uh, going deep. I mean, that's a guy that can take the top off of defense, ran a 4-3-3, 40-yard dash, pretty explosive guy, uh, just really good long speed. And in the fifth round, I think this is a guy that could be a perfect, maybe not right away, but maybe a couple years from now, he could be a solid third or fourth wide receiver, or maybe even now, who knows. But I think he's a guy that kind of would bolster the depth of this receiver room and be great compliments to Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. And it still doesn't uh, eliminate the possibility that T.Y. Hilton um, – could come back too. I think he'd be a great mentor for him and to have Reggie Wayne coaching Alec Pierce and Danny Gray has to be so tantalizing. If I had to use a word for Chris Ballard and Frank Wright, it just has to feel really good knowing the coaches you have. And I think Danny Gray is just a guy that 
could really contribute for us uh, early and just adds more depth and gives us a potential steal there in the fifth round. So that in mind, the last two picks were kind of, I wouldn't call them flashy picks. They're typical Chris Ballard picks. So with the sixth round pick, I took, I stayed at pick 216. I took linebacker Mike Rose from Iowa State. So here's a guy, 6'3", 245, good speed, good explosive athlete, pretty agile. Um, great leader from what I can tell, competes on every play, high IQ in the passing game. So he's really a guy that can come in on passing downs and make plays. And I think with Matthew Adams' departure to Chicago, this just guy, this guy just makes a lot of sense in terms of a potential Sam linebacker for the Colts. So just gives them more depth and essentially gives them a guy that who knows could end up playing some snaps for the Colts. So yeah, that's exactly what you want in the sixth round. And then in the seventh round, um, I think this position is overlooked in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts took one early, earlier, much earlier than I did in the seventh round here. But uh, another safety I like from in the draft, I just spoiled the position. Safety I like in the draft is Tyson Anderson from Toledo. And he's not a guy with amazing size. I mean, he's got pretty good size for a guy safety at 6'1 and 210. So actually he's got really good size more to think about it, but really fast, good vertical. So good broad jumps. So very good, very good explosion. I like the agility. Just projects really well as an athlete. And in the seventh round to get that kind of guy is huge. And I know the safety position is often overlooked right now, especially the quarter position too, because we just signed Stefan Gilmore and Rodney McLeod, but uh, in the in regards to the safety position, I mean, Julian Blackman and Kari Willis have gotten injured before. We know that. Uh, Rodney McLeod is not getting any younger. He was only signed for one year. Um, and then your other signing was Armani Watts. So Tyson Anderson could come in and compete for, uh, for Armani Watts' job and make a contribution right away. So, I mean, that's the kind of guy you're looking for in the seventh round. You want a guy who could potentially develop into a guy who plays. and you want a guy that can contribute on special teams. And he's a great athlete, which gives me the confidence that he can be a guy that at least contributes on special teams. And that's exactly what you want in the seventh round. But yeah, so you know, I kind of talked about the Colts only making seven picks in the draft as of right now. They made I made eight in mine. Uh, don't be surprised if they make eight, nine, maybe even 10 draft picks in this draft because it's really deep. and. It's not the top necessarily <laughs> every year, every year. Uh, I saw something today from Adam Schefter that teams are interested in trading back. Well, yeah, they always are. They're always more teams interested in trading back than trading up. It's just the way the draft is going now, especially with the depth of this draft. But yeah, I think teams are valuing first round picks less and less the more we see it. And uh, to have the picks where we have them right now, it's going to be really valuable especially if some guys could fall, the Colts could take maybe, maybe if someone could take like a couple of quarterbacks in the first round, like maybe if we can get five quarterbacks to go in the first round, three or four, maybe probably more like three or four, but yeah, I just think the Colts are in a really good position here. Pick 42, they get a player at a premium position. No, that's wide receiver, left tackle, maybe an edge rusher, who knows? Corner, corner would make more sense than edge rusher, but 
yeah, I think the Colts are in a really good position in the second and third rounds to make good draft picks there and make picks that can can come and contribute early. But yeah, that being said, uh, Mason is going to be going to the NFL draft this week. So make sure you follow him at, at the Mason Roach on Twitter, I believe, and at Indie Sports Now for our podcast, because we'll be we'll be retweeting his stuff too. So make sure to follow both accounts if you aren't already. And uh, Mason and Ian will catch you guys in the next episode where they will talk about what they think of my mock draft as well as what they think the Colts should do. Like I said, um, those guys have very different opinions on me, uh, on the draft than me. I actually sent them this draft before I recorded and uh, they had some interesting thoughts on the draft. But yeah, and then we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Go Colts. I hope the Colts make some real uh, difference-making picks. Chris, this has been a really good offseason for Chris Ballard so far. So I hope we continue that. See you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Indie Sports Now with Zach Shankerman, Mason Roach, and Ian Kennedy. For more Indie Sports Now content, please follow us on Twitter at Indie Sports Now and follow or subscribe to us wherever you listen to our podcast.